Wanda! Wanda! What are you doing? Wanda, how did you get in here? Listen to me. This whole thing is about vision. Get out of my house! Hayward was trying to bring him Don't! Talk to me about that. I don't want to hear about The drone! The missiles! Pietro! Pietro, no, 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 that wasn't All you do is lie! I'm Derek. And I'm Noah. And you're listening to A Bite Of. Where we take our favorite pop cult... Wait, what? <laughs> I got distracted. The blanket's caught on your hood. <laughs> oh. We're in our blanket port recording. <laughs> oh, no. Where we... Okay. <laughs> Where we take our favorite current pop culture obsession and enjoy it one nibble at a time. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> it's also very early on Saturday morning, and I haven't had anything to eat. I've only had my cold brew, so I think there's like a thing here where my mind might be working quicker than my mouth. If you say so. Let's go! <laughs> so today we are going to be covering WandaVision Episode 7, Breaking the Fourth Wall. And of course, before we get into it, I am wearing my brand new I'm Obsessed hoodie from our merch shop. And it looks so good. It's so comfy. I love it. I, I actually like that it fits really well. I was I was worried, you know, whenever you do these merch type things, I'm mm. like, is it going to fit well? It fits well. And it's great. I'm wearing the white one because I don't have a white hoodie and it was an excuse to get one. So go to abiteofpod.com and you can find all the links there. Got a Discord, got a YouTube channel, Patreon, so many things to consume. Please come hang with us. <laughs> so before we get into this episode of WandaVision, we're going to take a step back. Do a little tiny recap just to refresh our memory and refresh your memory on what happened previously on WandaVision. Speaking of, ah! as I just said that, I realized in this one, every single time Wanda says previously on WandaVision, mm. it's gotten less enthusiastic of her saying it Ooh. every single time. Yeah, she's tired. I mean, ugh, God, taking care of kids now and your husband's like not listening to He's you. He's like revolting against your dream that you've set up. Yeah, I know. How rude. I get it. So the last episode of WandaVision was the spooktacular episode. Halloween. Loved it. I needed it before Valentine's Day. It's one of my favorite holidays. Couldn't get enough of it. And I also just feel like in general, the mark of any good sitcom is their Halloween episode. True. Their seasonal ones. Yeah. The uh -huh. holidays, they have to be good. And I love that WandaVision was able to give us at least one holiday. Yeah. I mean, the biggest point in that one is Vision is now more trying to figure out what's going on in Westview. He has an interesting conversation with Agnes and he goes outside the hex and we realize that he can't survive outside of the hex. Right. And Wanda being Wanda expands it to save him, but also absorbing pretty much all of the sword people. Yeah, and we also get some fun visual things happening. We get to see them in sort of their like Marvel ever era comic character costumes mm -hmm. did you try to have some, like alliteration there? i didn't it just came out that way uh -huh. and i'm celebrating it <laughs> so spoiler warning of course we're gonna now get into the newest episode so if you haven't watched yet a lot has happened in this one so please go watch it first before you listen to this episode yeah we try not to spoil things on social media because i know plenty of people do we would, don't want to take part in that so if you have not watched episode seven breaking the fourth wall please go do that now all right so let us officially take a bite of wandavision episode 
episode seven, Breaking the Fourth Wall. And of course, I like to start these episodes out by looking at the sitcom influences. And this one has three, one real main one, and Mm. then there's like two smaller ones. So I'll start with the main one. So the main influence is Modern Family, which ran from 2009 to 2020. There were 11 seasons of that show. I... I like that show. Yeah. Like, I watched probably half of those seasons and it's not, I didn't stop. I just like kind of lost track of it. Yeah. And then when I saw that there was that many seasons, I was like, oh God, this it is my nighttime going. show now. Oh, that's a <laughs> good call. Right. So this mockumentary style sitcom had three limbs of one family tree sharing the follies of their everyday lives with the audience. Phil and Claire dealt with raising three kids who were all different from each other. Claire's father, Jay, recently remarried a younger woman and welcomed her tween age son into his home. And Jay's other child, Mitchell, and his partner Cameron start the series by revealing they have adopted a little girl from Vietnam. The sitcom ran for 11 seasons, won multiple awards, and painted the portrait of a true modern family. True. And so the house in WandaVision looks very much like the modern house and modern family. There's a lot of sitting down and breaking the fourth wall with the characters, which is a huge deal in modern family. Yeah, this one was the mockumentary episode where it just pulled from, I would say, the most modern mockumentaries that did that so... You know, Modern Family being probably one of the more prominent ones. Totally. And now the opening credits, um, which we'll talk about in a little bit, were inspired by The Office as far as the music is concerned and Happy Endings as far as the styling of how they did the opening graphics. So The Office was a series that followed the lives of regular white-collar workers from the Dunder Mifflin Paper Company. Love, Lost Cats, Chili, and Paper consume the lives of the characters who live in Scranton, PA. The first seven seasons were led by Steve Carell, who played Michael Scott, the office branch's insane yet sweet manager. Yay. And then Happy Endings ran from 2011 to 2013. The short-lived sitcom followed a group of six friends living in Chicago who learned to get along after two of them are supposed to get married, but one is left at the altar. (laughs) Yikes. And that's the first episode of the series. Quick, what's your favorite office quote? Oh, my gosh. Um, That's what she said? Oh, come on. No, it's not my favorite. It's the only one I can think of. (laughs) Isn't it Bears beats Battlestar Galactica when Jim is impersonating Dwight? Yes. So good. I love that. My favorite thing is to watch the bloopers of The Office. It is really good. So if you're ever feeling down, especially the earlier ones when Steve Carell is still there, they're hilarious. Anyway. (laughs) I love that. But those are the three main influences. And really, what it's it's the modern sitcom where the characters talk directly to the camera. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get that a lot in this one. So starting with this episode where it opens is Wanda is in bed. She ain't having it. She's obviously had a rough night. She has a Halloween hangover, basically. (laughs) Pretty much. And the boys go into the room to tell her like, hey, our games are acting funny. And we see the boys that goes from like the Wii to the GameCube to like Uno cards. And reality is just not really holding up at this point. And neither is Wanda. (laughs) Things are falling apart. And Billy also says to her, he says, my head feels weird. It's really noisy. I mean, you got a bunch of new residents in there. So, I mean, that's your fault, Wanda. Yeah. Wanda says, "Um, that's real great. Go back downstairs. (laughs) Mommy needs to rest. And we see her first fourth wall break where she says, I need a quarantine style staycation, a whole day to myself. And that'll show me. Just one, Wanda. We've had a year. Well, you know, in in Wanda's (laughs) life... One day is a decade. So, you know, that's a lot of rest for her. I guess. <laughs> too timely. Too timely. So then Wanda goes downstairs and the kids notice that she's a little out of sorts, I would say. 
she goes into the kitchen to get some cereal, which was called Sugar Snaps. And I don't know if that was a reference to the Thanos snaps, but I was like, not oh, cool. Not cool, guys. Uh-uh. That's hilarious. And as she takes the milk out, the milk is changing in decades. It goes all the way from like a carton with a missing kid on it. Mm-hmm. Spooky ooky. And then it goes to like a glass bottle. Yeah. And she- it had started off as almond milk, which is like the number one millennial like type of drink <laughs> also it's disgusting and i can't stand almond milk so. mm, i'm just gonna sip some almond milk that i have right here in my cold brew delicious that was the most basic sentence ever listen <laughs> sometimes i like avocado toast and a cold brew with almond milk okay good god i could be basic <laughs> during this scene okay so something that's funny is that whenever we rewatch these episodes we put the closed captioning on and so there was like no one speaking but there was closed captioning on the bottom of the screen we were like oh my god subliminal messages how do we figure this out when we later watched it on the computer it's just that we couldn't hear that there was a radio running or like a newscast running in the background yeah it was weird there was a radio on but for some reason we couldn't hear it on the tv but like on a mobile device we could yeah it's so bizarre so we thought we found something and we yes. didn't but we still want to bring it up because looking at the closed captions, the voice says some interesting things. So the person that's speaking is RJ, whoever RJ is. And Ralph. Ralph. Um, so it says, good morning, West Viewians. Thanks for turning into WNDA. One. Not a thing weighing heavily on your conscience. I hope your little ghosts arrive home safe last night. It's always such a treat to see those creepy kiddos out and about once a year. Later on, we'll hear some tips on how to resist the temptation of all that leftover candy. Or just eat it all. Yeah. Spooky. So after the scene, we get the opening credits, which is, again, like we said, in the style of Happy Endings, and we got an Office remix, and at the very end, the calendar where it says WandaVision is very much like the Modern Family font. Oh, totally. Where it's like the same, both words have different colors and different fonts. Yes. There is one thing in here. So the entire beginning, all it's saying is Wanda on different ways, but there is one moment where it looks like someone has almost cut out like a ransom note from different magazines and it says, I know what you were doing, Wanda. So something has slipped in there. Someone is writing something to Wanda in this opening sequence. It's probably Norm. I don't know. He seems seems like he'd had a a vendetta against her or her. I don't know. Any of the residents at this point. (laughs) I know what you're doing, Dottie. It was Dottie. Oh, yeah. Where is Dottie? Dottie. All right. So the next scene when we get back from the credits, opening credits, is outside of Westview. And we see bitch-ass Hayward talking to some Mm. other sword person. There's like a new sword base that escaped the hex. And they talk about, you know, they launched today. Something is launching today. This is the first and only time we see him in this episode, so I'm happy. Yeah, and he also does ask this other person he's saying with, he's like, and what about the broadcast? And she says, it's dead air on the broadcast. The signal is gone. So no more TV shows coming out of the hex. Oh, well, you got cut off. That's what you get for being a bitch. Sorry about it. Sorry. So back inside the hex, we see Vision waking up in the circus that we saw was created in the last one. I hate that. Sorry. I hate that. I don't know why. That tune is just like so cemented with like creepiness. Oh, heck yes. It's like, no, thank you. The strong man, which we see is the agent that's been around with S.W.O.R.D. This was the first person Darcy met, which was a dick. He was the one that handcuffed her to the car. So he was like, oh, you're the clown. Go meet with the escape artist. We see it's Darcy. Yeah, leaning up against the car covered in chains. Yeah, and we see with her fourth wall break that she's like, I wanted to be the bearded lady. But alas, she's the escape artist because she was handcuffed and right. she got chained up. And Vision pretty much tries to remind her of last night. 
He says, we locked eyes. Yeah. And she's like, all right, weirdo, creepo, gotta go. <laughs> Not gonna happen. Next scene, we're back at the Wanda residence. Billy questions Wanda about Uncle P, and she says, don't believe a word that man says. He's not your uncle. So she's pretty much done with Pedro at this point. Yeah, and she's also like spiraling in this moment because they're asking her a lot of questions, and she's like, I have no answers. I'm starting to believe that everything is meaningless. Yeah, but you could come to your own conclusions, kid. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) They're like, oh, we're 10 years old. That's too heavy. (laughs) No, mom. And of course, when things get heavy or weird and Wanda kind of needs an out because the kids and she wants her time to herself agnes comes to the door yeah and like wanda knows it she like whips open the door she's like hey agnes before agnes even steps in yeah i mean she just even magics the door open she's like yeah whatever yeah you're here so agnes is like let me take the kids for the day that way you can rest and then we see some uh fourth wall breaks by agnes and she says you know she was one split end away from cutting her own bangs and then as she's taking the kids away she says i promise i won't bite and then we get the cutaway scene where she looks at the camera and says, actually, I did bite a kid once. Yeah. And this whole, that whole bangs thing is the most like Catherine Hahn like thing I've seen so far in this show. It's like just such a like comedic and like a, the delivery is Catherine Hahn. And I loved it. It was like, that's the type of thing that we need from her in this episode. Which then makes the, I actually did bite a kid once comment so spooky because we're, as the audience, we're waiting for the punchline, right? All of those Agnes lines so far have been like, here's the funny lead up. And then here's the payoff. Whereas this was like, here's the lead up. But no, I just bit a kid once. Yeah. I mean, she did. Hopefully not too many. Yeah. We, in this episode too, we get a lot of like Jim Helper looks at the camera type things in this episode or the office. I I think that's like really the show that did that a lot. Yeah. Where they would like look at the camera and you see Agnes like look at the camera like, well, whatever. Can you believe this? (laughs) So back outside of Westview again. So the, just as a, if we're moving a little fast, there's a lot of scenes in this where it goes back and forth between outside and inside, as we've said before in the previous episodes. And we're just trying to pick the most important parts out of them. Because the biggest bulk of this episode is really the later half. Yeah. So we're just trying to make sure we go through the motions and point out all the stuff we can. So at this point, we're outside of Westview with Jimmy and Monica, and he reads the email that Darcy was able to send prior to going inside of the hex. And it's about cataract, that plan. And we find out, like we theorized this whole time, Hayward wants Vision back for his body or to do something. So... That's pretty much what that plan is. Like, they have a plan for his body, and the only reason why they're here is to get Vision back. Okay, spooky plan. That's he so wants st- to use him as a weapon. So dumb. They are meeting the sword loyalists that are loyal to Monica. Yeah, so, I mean, in this part, we're all waiting for the big reveal of who her, her aerospace engineer bestie's going to be. We've been like, it's going to be some other hero, and then, I don't know, some random person comes out, Major Goodner? She didn't make that. So I don't think we've met this aerospace engineer yet. Monica told us her guy was doing it. Where's her guy? The guy did it, but not that she was meeting him. Oh, my God. So we still have yet to see that. All right. So we see that they made this vehicle that's able to get her inside of the hex. It's a little top heavy. I call it the Hex Piercer 3000. It's not even like pierce. Like it has like a tip, but it's not really. There needs to be like a battering ram or I something agree. on it. Yeah, there needs to be a lot more. I mean, it kind of looks like a mail truck that's been revamped into some sort of, I don't know. Because it like has more transportation stuff on the back. Like it looks like it's for carrying things rather than ramming things. Maybe supplies. I don't know. What is she? Yeah, what are they bringing into us? She's like, I need 
ammo? What was happening? Give me all the MREs you have because I might need to eat when I'm in there. <laughs> I didn't have a house there. I'm starving. It's like they, I don't, yeah, that, that thing is not great looking. She's like, if I have to be Geraldine again, I'm picking my own outfits. True. So back inside of Westview, Vision continues to try to talk to Darcy and then he uses his like interference fingers. His little zippity zaps. To wake her up. And this is when they're like, okay, we need to go. Let's go back to Wanda. We need to just get out of the circus area. <laughs> I also just want to say that, like, I got a glimpse of Vision's cape when he's not being super cool and magical. Looks like bacon. Oh, Yeah. It's just, like, really random, like, weird red and yellow stripe. Well, it's not as vibrant as it should be, which is I only want shimmering iridescence. It's usually yellow, like a really pretty yellow, and it's not great. No, this is looking like a flabby piece of bacon hanging out the back. So as they go to get the truck to escape, that strong man is trying to stop them. He's the same guy that was addicted to Darcy, and she finally got to punch him in the face. I'm happy. Good job, Darcy. She has she has great character development in this show. Darcy has just wanted to be part of the action the entire time, especially the last time when Monica and Jimmy didn't tell her about the plan. She didn't get to punch anyone. <laughs> This time she got to make her own plan. Yes. So when they get into the car, I, I do like that the first thing that Vision asks is, are my children safe? Yeah. And I was like, oh, Papa Vision. And she says, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, she has no answers for him. Like, she has answered, but not the answers She's he like, wants. You remember I was chained to the car? I No? Okay. We'll get into it. <laughs> also, she's just been viewing what Wanda wants her to see anyway. So That's true. There's that. So... Next scene, back at Wanda's house, and things are starting to change drastically. Yeah, so we're seeing furniture change, wallpaper change, fireplaces change, televisions change. Everything's reverting back almost to the first 50 set. No, but then it goes back. So it's like, it's just, it keeps like glitching. It's like glitching. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. and the stork comes back too, which I did not appreciate. Long live the stork. Long live the stork. No, that thing is creepy. I love that guy. No. Such comedy in that episode. There's a scene with wanda talking to the camera and she talks about how i can i can't fix this like it's just i don't know what's happening i can't fix this but then someone replies do you think this is what you deserve and she's like you're not supposed to talk yeah who are you so it's interesting it's like she knows she's supposed to be talking to the camera do you even see a camera Mm. because for you to think that there's nobody there like it's it's interesting it's really weird so yeah well, it's it's always funny if you look back at those sitcoms. For I feel like for like the first bit of them, you 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 as the audience are just accepting that they're talking to someone, but you don't know why, right? Like later right. on, it's revealed like, oh, it's for some sort of documentary or something like that. But it's that same thing. We're like, oh yeah, and she's doing it, but then someone responds, and that's like jarring to her. I'm not a fan of like this. Was one of the things that I had a problem with The Office is. Later on, the camera crew kind of gets involved in the story. Oh yeah, and you actually see somebody from behind it. I'm like, no. Yeah. No, like I know that it's being filmed half the time. I kind of forget, except for when they're talking to it. Right. You just get so used to it. And it's like, I don't, I don't, I'm not watching it for the camera crew. Like if you weren't involved in the beginning, you can't be involved in season eight. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that means we are really trying to reach for some storyline. If we have to bring people who have been filming into it. Just end it. <laughs> That's fine. All right. So we get commercial break. Yes. So this is for a Nexus antidepressant. So we see that same woman who's been starring in all the commercials. She's back. She's sitting on a bench. And I mean, they really do a great job of sort of recreating that weird world that like medical 
medicine commercials exist in. It's like a depression commercial. Exactly. Where like things are flipping. She lays in the bed. Then she's standing up. She's walking out of the bed. It's a different room. Um, And so, you know, it says something like, take this. It'll remove you from reality or it just might make you even more depressed. So in looking at the Marvel Universe with a little bit of research, we see that something called Nexus actually does exist in the Marvel Universe. And it's called the Nexus of All Realities. So the Nexus is a cross-dimensional gateway which provides a pathway to any and all possible realities. This includes realities between realities. So nobody knows where it came from, but it's just this place where you can slip through realities. It's kind of like, um, I always saw it as like ley lines. You know, magic, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's just like, this is just one big intersection for it. It's kind of like the Rainbow Bridge with Thor. It's sure. like, I don't know why comic books do this. I, I'm a huge comic book fan and you just have to suspend disbelief for some of this, but it's like, it's the portal or, you know, the thing, the gateway to all realities, even realities between realities. It's like, so does that just mean all realities? Like, what is it between realities? So realities between realities <laughs> is when the sound guy comes into the storyline of The Office. No! It's breaking the reality that we've been living in for the other reality. So as we've been theorizing and as we can see with these commercials, they're all points in Wanda's life. But now since we've caught up, we're kind of getting behind the curtain view of, right. you know, is this is what's happening? Is this what was offered to her? Oh, maybe she's not the one that really did all of this, but somebody presented the Nexus or something to her. Right, or showed her this other reality that exists in Westview. Right, exactly. You know, and, she, and she took the quote-unquote pill. Right, so it's interesting. I, I'm excited for the next two because who the fuck knows what yeah. that's going to tell. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I think that this is a big tell. If you're willing to look into it and see what's been existing, you're like, okay, I see that maybe now this thing, and, and it says in the commercial, this thing that you think would stop you from being depressed could actually depress you even more. And that's what Wanda's going through. She's gone to this new reality, something that she thought would solve all of her problems, but as things are crumbling around her, she's becoming more depressed and is losing her grip on what's going on. Well, I mean, I think it's just one of those things where any time traveling, any reality jumping story, you get all these alternate versions of you, whatever, all the things. It's like, who's to say that's any better? It's like, you know, you go to a different reality to hopefully get the love of your life back. And it's like, usually the same fate is for that person. So it's like, it just makes you more depressed because then you have to experience that thing over and over again. Sure. It's just, I mean, that's just from my experience with these types of stories it's like just just deal with it's, your grief <laughs> it's like the the psychology of comic books sort yeah. of like the this is what you're dealing with but it won't happen so you'll just have to deal with it all over no. again time travel never works a barry allen try to save his mother didn't work right so basically just face your reality exactly that's the way to deal with right. it okay so that's that commercial we got to see this the lovely actress that's been doing these commercials and the actor he's the one that gave he's the, the doctor yeah let us now get to our own commercial Hey, look, the circus is in town. I can't spend any more money at the Funnel of Love food truck. Yeah, that one clown seems to have a lot on his mind. I, I, what should I do? Why not give to the Abide of Patreon, like Darla, who was just darling to donate? If you want to be as darlightful as Darla, go to abideofpod.com. So now, when we're back from the commercial, we're at Ag... Fuck! <laughs> we're at Agnes's 
house and Billy and Tommy are there. They're sitting on the couch and they have a little conversation and Billy tells her, I like it here. It's quiet. He's like, you're quiet. Yeah. On the inside. (laughs) Right. So that I think is really interesting because I feel like everybody else in Westview has this cacophony of craziness going on in their minds where their reality is battling the reality that Wanda has created for them. Mm -hmm. Agnes, on the other hand, for some reason does not have this battle going on inside her. Mm -hmm. And that's bringing peace to Billy, who can have a connection to someone's mind. But also, I think he notices it's a little weird. Mm. He's like, you're dead on the inside. (laughs) You're rotting. (laughs) By the way, return of Senor Scratchy. Yep, I was so thankful that he came back and I got to hear that name again. I just think, like, whoever... I want to know who came up with that name. Like, if we ever get to interview anybody on this podcast from that show, that's going to be the one thing that I ask. I mean, he's a rabbit. He's international. He has a title. He's yeah. amazing. Yeah, I love him so much. So next scene, we're back outside of Westview, and this is when Monica is prepping to go back inside the hex. She gets in the vehicle. Jimmy mentions that, you know, Darcy's not here, so we can't really get the go-ahead, but let's try it anyway. What could go wrong? She rams into the hex, but it doesn't really work out. I don't know what they tried to make. They say that it's one Matching of the- the density. Yeah, the the hex is matching the density of the rover, and they said it's like one of their most durable space rovers, so it's like it should work. I guess it does. I mean, she looks like an astronaut. (laughs) She does dress in an astronaut outfit. I guess you have to wear it if you go inside the space rover. Yeah, they're like it it fits in the chair, so you have to wear it. So inside of the cockpit or driver's seat, I don't know what you call a rover. It's not a cockpit because it's not a plane, right? Yeah, I guess it would just be the driver's seat. The driving area um, in the vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is, it doesn't even matter. By the way, everybody knows how to drive everything. <laughs> Darcy knows how to drive some sort of like, I don't know, Ice automatic waffle cone. It's like the tunnel. I, don't, I forgot what it, Waffle of love or something like, I don't know. And then this one knows how to drive space machines. They're very learned. I mean, I only know how to drive an automatic and that's it. I would believe that Monica could drive any vehicle. Yeah. Darcy on their hand, mm, a little sketchy. Maybe here. let's say that she had like a really sketchy manual car back in her college days that was like super cheap and that's no how she knows also, how to she's it. a scientist so we need to give her more credit i know you're right i think <laughs> i'm just more reflecting on my own disadvantages of driving and not knowing how to drive stick i still don't understand how you don't know how on to a drive very stick. special episode of a bite of Derek learns how to drive stick shift <laughs> watch out for our youtube video on that <laughs> and he crashes that'd be terrifying so as she's in there back to the episode the hex starts absorbing it and changing it and she has to get out of there she does so she goes into the hex of course jimmy's like no don't don't do it I'm gonna <laughs> nobody stand, actually tries i'm gonna to stand stop back here and watch you do it but say not to do it right she goes through and we get this really cool you know beautiful scene yeah as she's going through it we see all of the geraldines and monicas that mm-hmm. have been in westview and we hear lines from captain marvel because again that's where she started we hear her mother we hear carol we hear nick fury You know, we hear the lines of like, oh, I'll meet you halfway whenever Maria's debating to go up into space with her. Mm -hmm. And she was like, well, you can't really do that. Yeah. I mean, doesn't like Nick Fury say something like, oh, yeah, if you could start to glow and fly up, then you can do this as well. So when Carol says, you know, when they were giving out kids, Maria got the toughest one. Mm -hmm. And that was like her moment of like, this is her superhero moment. This is her like, I'm empowered. I know I can do this. All of the Geraldines absorb back into her. Her eyes glow blue. Yeah. And she busts through. And this is where Monica gets her fucking powers. I'm so happy. We literally saw the birth of Spectrum. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so pretty incredible. She's in Westview. We see through her eyes that she sees all like these different types of spectrums Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Part of her powers is she has like hyper cosmic awareness Mm -hmm. and energy awareness. Mm -hmm. So she can manipulate x-rays, gamma rays, cosmic rays, any type of rays and cosmic energy. So that's what she's seeing. She's seeing all of the different types of energy and how they look. So I thought that was really cool that we got to see that from her eyes. Stingrays, Billy Rays. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) God. (laughs) So now back to Darcy and Vision, who are still trying to make their way to Wanda. Yeah. And things just keep impeding their journey. Red lights, construction crews. Kids. Kids. But as they're going on this journey, Darcy's basically filling him in on everything that was outside of the hex. She's telling him what happened at the end of Infinity War. She was like, yeah, she did have to kill you to save the universe, but then like the big bad reverse time and then killed you again and she had to watch. So he's starting to get the pieces and he's like, oh, like she's not the bad guy. Yeah. Like we do love each other. Like she does love me. I think he's starting to realize why she did it. Yeah. Which I'm happy about. I think the thing that's sort of a little sad about this moment is that, you know, he's hearing all this stuff about him and Wanda and he's kind of putting the pieces together of who he is. He's like, okay, so my mind is Jarvis. My corporeal body was the thing that Ultron built to try and annihilate the world. But he's like, but but now who am I? Right. Your vision, dude. Yeah. You know who you are. You're a father. You're a husband. You're an Avenger. But that growth has right. been wiped from him. Right. So he's just like, I'm this pawn that's been put in this game that i don't know about yeah and she mentions that you know i thought she just flipped the switch and you came back to life but turns out that's not the case so i think we still don't know what's going on with vision we still don't know why he can't survive outside of the hex like yes he is dead but is he and what's the end game here right (laughs) but i hope it's not (laughs) i hope it's not like that the reason why i love darcy's character so much not only because it's kat dennings but she is the viewer in this like she is a fan of the show and she tries to make him feel better by saying like i've been watching wandavision for the past week and love you to have is real right oh like i think that's something he needed to hear like he needs to know that something is real in this even though he thinks everything is not and that's the one thing that he's known this entire time is his wife Mm -hmm. you know everything else around him has changed everything else has been weird even the children even the neighbors but the one constant in this whole westview scenario has been wanda and so i think to hear that that relationship is real that that love is real is something that he can focus on and saying that okay we really did have that relationship and it does mean something right yeah he needs he needs to hear it yeah because what else would be driving him to save her if he doesn't think that it's real but that's the thing that's that i i've liked about seeing this because all of that past stuff has been wiped from him But again, he's still a good person. He's Mm -hmm. still an Avenger. Like, he knows that something's up with his wife, but he still loves her. He still loves his kids that he knows aren't, like, his or they just came out of something, you know? So it's like, he's still a good guy. And, like, he needs to be protected at all costs. Him and the kids need to be protected at all costs. Everybody else can handle themselves. That threat of the kids is something that I hope gets tied up nicely and not messily. Yeah, I think we all just want a happy ending with this oh yeah might be asking too much (laughs) (laughs) now we're met up with monica and she makes her way into wanda's house she busts through the door and she's pretty much confronting wanda now like you need to stop this wanda like i've been trying to help you and all wanda is like how did you get in here yeah so she didn't notice that monica came through which is interesting wanda's first (laughs) response is to just get her out of the house and she wants her gone because Mm -hmm. she's a threat to her 
her reality, to right. her happiness. Right. Wanda is magicking her, magicking her up in the air, and she tries to throw her down, which I'm like, geez, were you trying to like kill her or something? Yeah. <laughs> but Monica has powers now. Yeah. So she does her little superhero landing. Her powers are blue. Wanda's powers are red. It looks great. And we see her eyes glowing blue. Mm. Love it. And they're having conversation during this entire thing. You know, Wanda, she's like, you've, all you've done is lie to me, Pietro. And she's like, Pietro wasn't us. That wasn't us. You know, but Wanda's too in her mind right now. She's too angry. She's not really processing everything that Monica's she's saying. She's paranoid. Yeah. But when they finally, you know, she lands, they, they have this moment where they connect. And what Monica tries to do, and what we've always seen Monica do with Wanda, is that she tries to connect with her on an emotional level. Well, she you know, can relate to her. Right, exactly. And so she's saying that to her. She's saying, Wanda, listen to me. I know what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. I've lost everything. I've experienced grief. We're on the same page. We're experiencing the same thing. But there's, instead of trying to hide from it. Or change it. Or change it, you have to face it and accept it and move on because that's what makes you stronger. Yeah, you can't change it anymore and I can't run from it. Yeah. I have to accept it. Like, Monica has gone through the stages of grief at this point like obviously she's still sad about it this has given her purpose but she's at the point where she's like i i was dealing with that my mother was going through treatment i'm already i'm there like i have accepted it i cannot change it i know i don't want to change it yeah and i think that the two of them have been reflected in each other this entire time Mm -hmm. i think monica obviously is more aware of it than wanda is but obviously in this moment for just just the tiniest of moments we see wanda just relax for like a second you know This whole time, if you look at Wanda's story from all of this, she has been the weirdo. She's been the witch. She's been somebody that nobody can relate to. The orphan. Yeah. Right. And that's why I think Vision and her, because they were very different and they both got introduced in the same movie. But (laughs) there's also that. Yeah. They were also always drawn to each other. And even in the comic books, they were always like there was prejudice against them and everything. So for Wanda to have somebody that can relate to her. On this level, even though all the other Avengers did lose somebody, (laughs) you know what I mean? It's like Monica is taking the time to not attack her, but try to comfort her and embrace her. Right. And I think that's what Wanda needed. Yeah, you're right. Wanda always just needed someone to just give her a hug and say, I know it's okay. Yeah. But nobody's been able to do that for her. No. And it was shortly after Endgame. So, you know, she's she was... Really not in the right headspace to really make rash decisions. So, of course, Agnes comes by and she was like, no, 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 no. You're not going to ruin this. You need to leave. I'm going to take Wanda. Yeah. (laughs) And Wanda, unfortunately, goes with her. One of the lines I did want to make sure to point out is Monica tells her, don't let Hayward make you the villain. And Wanda's like, what if I already am? Yeah. And I don't think that's necessarily a confession. I think it's a realization. I also think there's a piece of it that... Wanda doesn't even know what the hell is going on. No, she doesn't. So she's trying to figure this out. She's like, crap, maybe I did do all this. Maybe I am the villain. Maybe I have to be evil to get my happiness. She has no idea what's going on. We have no idea what's going on. Yeah. So now we're back with Vision and Darcy. They're still stuck in the same intersection. And Vision, during his like mockumentary, which I don't... When did they film that? Because it's like they're... Is it on the street? Like, did Waiting he just for like the construction? Yeah. Yeah. Did he go outside of the van and just like start yeah. talking to the camera? But he realizes he's like, why am I doing this? Like, right. I just need to go to Wanda. Well, that very much feels <laughs> to me like they're all just like 
they can't help but go through the motions that they're supposed to in Westview, right? right? So it's like, they're just like, yeah, I'm doing this thing where I'm talking to a camera or whatever. But Mm -hmm. then he has this moment of, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why am I doing this? Yeah, exactly. I can freaking fly, man. This is ridiculous. (laughs) Which he does and leaves Darcy behind. But he's like, you know, I need to go. Bye-bye. She's like, okay, I'll see you there. Poor Darcy. Yeah. All right. Oh, my God. We're getting to the end of the episode. And if you've seen this episode, you know how insane and how fulfilling this final act is. Yes. I have to say that as the episode was nearing an end, I mean, this whole season has been cliffhanger after cliffhanger after cliffhanger. And I said to Noah, I was like, oh, my God, I need something. I need something. He literally said that. Yeah. I need to know something. And boy, this deliver. Yeah. Because, again, I felt like this episode... Pretty much three-fourths of it was like, okay, like there's stuff in it, but it's just going through the motions a little bit. We did get Monica get her powers, and that was another huge thing with this episode. Yeah. But this is what the whole episode was about. We're now at Agnes's house again, and Wanda's inside. So we're seeing somebody else's house now, which is interesting. She notices, you know, Senior Scratchy's there. There's a cicada on the curtain, which... yeah. Is never great. Right. So that was really random. I just like quickly sort of did some research on cicadas and cicadas symbolize longevity. And something that's interesting about cicadas is that they bury themselves underground for years and then emerge later on to wreak havoc upon the world. Okay. Well, that's disgusting. And I hate them. They're also noisy and terrifying looking. Yeah, and they'll fly right at you. Yeah. You know how many times, especially during the summer or whenever they decide to come out, like I'm just outside chilling reading a book, and I get smacked in the face yeah. by a giant bug. And sometimes they'll just grab onto your shirt and they yeah. won't let go, and panic is just... Ah! Them and June bugs or water beetles, whatever you guys oof, call oof, them wherever oof. you're at, can't stand it. Anyway. <laughs> you know what else is creepy? You know what's on the TV? Yo Gabba Gabba. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Yo Gabba Gabba. And they're just it. going jumping, jump, jump. So jump. Wanda notices that the twins aren't there. Yeah. And her mom instincts are like, wait, where are the twins? And Agnes says one of the creepiest lines that I... I'm just like visualizing and putting myself in the future if I when I have kids. And if I'm like, hey, where are my kids? And they're like, they're playing in the basement. Nothing ever good comes from basement and kids. There is a Goosebumps books called Stay Out of the Basement. Yeah. And why? Like, and Wanda doesn't seem freaked out yet at this point. I would be like, what did you just say? <laughs> yeah. I feel like there's protocol. Like if a neighbor that you've never, whose house you've never been to before, if they're taking you in the basement, there has to be this whole rigmarole. Like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. It's such a mess down here. Don't look around. Don't look around. Agnes is just like, they're in the basement. Yeah. And says nothing else after that. Yep. Not like, here, let me show you no. or calls for the kids. She's just like, go down there, Wanda. <laughs> Wanda's like, okay. So Wanda goes down there and she's still calling for the kids. She doesn't see them. And then she walks into like a medieval castle dungeon at this point there's like these vines with this purple stuff on them this like medieval rotunda with all these symbols on them and then we get this weird glance of a book Uh with all this magic stuff around it yeah it's glowing right the symbol it's very hard to tell what this book is there's many books in the comic books (laughs) that have to do with something it could be a book from dr strange's library it could be, you know, the Dark Hold from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is technically like the Book of Sins, Book of Spells. It's from the Hell Dimension, which would go into the Mephisto theory. But <laughs> this is when Agnes reveals herself to be Agatha motherfucking Harkness. <laughs> it's confirmed. It's been confirmed. <laughs> I mean, we knew. I think everybody knew at this point, but it was so nice to just have it said and 
knowing this show, doing so many cliffhangers, I was like, if they leave it to where we don't know if it's really Ag- Agatha Harkness, God, now I can't. Now I'm going to be confusing their names. <laughs> but she she reveals herself to be Agatha Harkness. And she was like, do you think you're the only one with magic here? And then she proves it by closing the door creepily. Yeah, with that. she does. So now we have Wanda with red magic. We have Monica with blue magic. And then we see that Agatha has purple magic. I know. So something else weird happens, though, is that, um, for, well, first of all, she's wearing her brooch again. Her mm-hmm. hair is down. She's looking a little more witchy. She has Senor Scratchy. She has Senor Scratchy. Oh, the bunny was evil. No! <laughs> um, and she then, we then see Wanda, her eyes turn purple. Right. So it's very much like, what is happening at this point? And then we get a little groovy music coming. And it's for a show called It's Been Agatha All Along. Yeah, we get Agatha's intro song, theme song at this point. And the coolest one, it's just so good. That song has been stuck in my head ever since I watched it. But we see now that it's been Agatha all along. We see her manipulating things. We see that she's the one that brought pietro or she's involved with pietro being there now it's like okay but why right it's so interesting like okay we knew that you were agatha we know now that you're not going to be the nice mentor that you are in your comic book counterpart for scarlet witch at least at this point so what is going on now yeah (laughs) right And I kind of just love all these, like, you know, it's always, it's like taking a step back from these, like, major moments of Pietro arriving, the magic show, and you see her just, like, smirking at the camera, you know, twirling her fingers, making things happen, pulling all the strings. Um, And what I love about this is that we're in black and white again for the first part of it, and the music is directly taken from another sitcom Mm -hmm. from the 60s, The Munsters. Yep. So The Munsters is a creepy family just trying to make it in the modern world. If you don't know what that theme song sounds like, listen to it and then listen to It's Been Agatha All Along. Yeah. It's so good. I love that they did that. They just like, you know what? We're going to, this is a catchy song. But I I did like that we also see that Agatha was the one that was taping, doing the mockumentary this whole time. And that's, I guess, the one that was talking to Wanda on the other side. Right. But she was magicking it, magicking it to where she couldn't see it. So now, but we're also seeing that Agatha's can control things. She can manipulate reality. She can at least manipulate what you see and what you think. So it's like, oh, great. What has been real this whole time? Because if she's making Wanda see what she wants to see, is that really what Wanda is seeing? (laughs) Right. Totally. And I think that like there's questions now. Like we think about the twins. So where are they? Where are they? So when that's the thing is that, okay, so I believe personally that the twins exist i think i think wanda created the twins i think that's something that nobody could have expected Mm. when we when wanda sits on the couch in the living room without the twins we see half eaten peanut butter and jelly sandwiches so i kind of think maybe she like uh, agatha poisoned them or at least drugged them drugged them right right with with these sandwiches and they maybe they are they are in the basement i mean i'm hoping i know a lot of people are like agatha's pennywise and she ate the kids and it's like I have faith that even if that did happen, that Wanda will bring them back. I feel like if the kids are gone and then she can't have vision, we're in for a very rocky road, especially after WandaVision. So I'm concerned because it's like this could, we know there's probably not going to be a happy ending, but it could get worse or it could stay the same. And I'm worried for the worse. Yeah, totally. (laughs) I don't know why. I just keep hearing Avril Lavigne's 
All this time I was pretending so much for my happy ending. No, my God. Wanda, no. Oh, my God. She's an exit girl from the 2000s. No. Yeah, so there's just, there's a lot that's happening in the show. I th- Every episode, it's like we get some answers where it's like, oh, okay, yeah, we kind of knew that. And then it's like, oh, okay, so now I have 10 more to add to my 50 list of questions that I have. I have to say, though, that like this... I don't know. This reveal has like energized me. Mm-hmm. It was like one of the major questions that we needed answered and it was answered. And it doesn't explain anything else right. other than that Agatha Harkness exists. Yeah. And I feel like it's not it's not the villain reveal. It, it can't be. I feel like there's somebody bigger at play here mm. because, again, why is Agatha doing this? Like, was she is she the one that was controlling the Nexus? Like that room that we saw was the Nexus that we saw in the commercial. Right underground. Yeah. yeah. And Westview and Wanda's thing just happened to happen mm-hmm. with her there or what's happening. Yeah. And and what is the what is the end game again for Agatha though <laughs> to do all this? Right. Right. What's the point of manipulating Wanda in this way? Is she trying to push her towards something. doing something? Right. You know, creating another reality or something like that? Or does she eat kids and she just needed her to make magic kids? She's hungry. Her, Ralph is Pennywise. Oh, God. delightful! We also do, we also do get the reveal, the final punctuation on the end of "It's been Agatha oh. all along," and I killed Sparky too. I loved it. <laughs> and then she like cackles. She has that witch cackle. Oh my gosh! It's such a like Agatha Catherine Hahn thing. Yes, like we needed that because it's like we knew that that happened, but it's just like a funny like. The character's like doing a fuck you, like, yes, I am yeah. evil. Yes. <laughs> the Agatha reveal is the knife. The Sparky is the twisting of it. Exactly. So, oh, so many things. I really can't wait for next week. We have two episodes left. I'm super sad, but I'm excited to see where this goes. And who knows what we'll cover after this is done, because this was a lot. <laughs> but speaking about after. Yeah, we get a mid-credit post scene. <laughs> that wasn't the correct way to say Holy that. Holy smokes. So we see Monica get to Agatha's house. Mm -hmm. She opens the basement. We see those creepy purple vine things. And then Petro shows up next to her and is like, snoopers are going to snoop, which I don't. Okay. I I can't stand his his way of who he is. (laughs) Where has he been this entire episode? I don't know. Okay. So we see that he's being controlled in some way by Agatha. Okay. So here's some things that I've been thinking about. I've been Mm -hmm. thought about. (laughs) What are words? Um, so obviously Pietro has been recast, right? Because the real Pietro is dead. At least Wanda's real Pietro is dead. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think that, I mean, we want to believe that there's a nod to the multiverse, but it's kind of like, I don't know, was he recast and just for the enjoyment as us at the audience, it was like, oh, it's the guy who also played Quicksilver in another movie. Well, so I think, yeah, that's definitely a question that I think a lot of viewers should have i've seen a a bunch of people like how is this hard to understand it's like well because there's too many variables and we don't know yeah it's it's one of those things where i hope it's just not like a cameo or like a fun nod type thing because if this character is being mind controlled or controlled in some way when this ends or maybe when vision gets to him and wakes him up or interferes with it is this going to be peter from the x-men movies or Because the multiverse is now a thing, is this just another Quicksilver that looks just like the Quicksilver we knew from the Fox? Right, right. Or is it just some guy? You know what I mean? Like, well, that's, but I think that's the thing that gets tricky with like alternate and multiple universes. It's like everybody has a copy of themselves, 
but they're not exactly the same, but there's still always a through line. So it's like, it could just be some guy that happens to be Pietro, but never had power, you know? So it is interesting. I'm curious to see where this is going to go with him because I just hope that it's not one of those things. Or if he turns out to be Mephisto or something, I think that's really weird. Like, why did you use that face? Exactly. That's, (laughs) yeah. So that's what I'm questioning all of this. It's like- be to fuck with Wanda. Yeah. But it's not even her brother. Well, that's what I mean. It could (laughs) have, they could have brought back the other guy that actually played the, you know what I mean? So it's like, why? (laughs) <laughs> hopefully we have an answer hopefully it means something but there's like a piece of me that's like maybe it doesn't mean anything and it's just supposed to be hey, fun for us as hey, the viewer we got two episodes left i feel like <laughs> they put a lot of work into this show i don't think that they would do something not dumb but like something Frivolous. like that Frivolous. right yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. a reason why he's here not yeah. only because they got the rights back but <laughs> yeah, right but you know this is to show the merger it's so beautiful and i did want to also point out because derek was like her eyes were purple so monica when she opened the basement yeah i did so she her powers are energy absorption and like all of that stuff so i don't think she was necessarily controlled obviously we'll see in the next episode hopefully but I think it's just one of those things like she saw the stuff in the basement and then she might have absorbed some of whatever was happening in there. Yeah. Because Agatha wasn't necessarily there. So how would she to, be like, able hypnotize to hypnotize her or whatever? Yeah. Right. Because as we saw in her, it's been Agatha all along. She usually like touches the person or she's nearby. I could be wrong. But just going off of what Monica's powers are, a spectrum could be it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm interested to see what happens. We have right two more episodes left. Hopefully an hour long. <laughs> Hopefully. Uh I don't know. I feel like are we gonna go along a storyline where, you know, Vision and Darcy finally get to the house and Juan is acting like everything's okay, but she's acting like everything's okay because she's really being controlled by Yeah, but imagine Agatha. imagine the out like the fallout of that, like if I don't know, I this just, reality is coming crumbling down at some point in time. I do want to say that we've hardly seen out of all the trailers and clips and everything and promotional stuff we've seen from the show. These next two episodes, we've seen like almost nothing yeah. from. So I feel like there's a lot oh that's gosh. going to be happening. Well, here. yeah, I was just thinking about it. Right. So we have Hayward on the outside who's trying to break in. We have Jimmy who's still on the outside who's dealing with Monica going in. Monica's in. She has her powers. Wanda finds out that it's Agatha Harkness. Where are the twins? Vision's on his way. Darcy's there, too. Pietro's a stranger. And we're still supposed to get this surprise cameo that apparently both of the actors have always wanted to work with. Uh, Benedict Cumbersh me. No, but they've worked with him before. Yeah, but did they actually? I don't know. I don't know who knows who in the anyway, world. <laughs> so that's, there was a lot to talk about, obviously. Please let us know what you think. Join our Discord. Go into our WandaVision chat and discuss theories with us. We have, for our supporters, we do watch parties for this, like, every saturday night we're doing it tonight and i love the discussion that happens so much fun it's It's so so much much fun fun. there's emojis flying there's gifts flying there's wild theories happening it's a blast love it before we go and end this episode let us get into another installment of mystery marvel So I have a card from 1992, and in a nod to our circus, I have chosen the rookie strongman. Oh. Because <laughs> it was a strongman. No, I know. It's just like, oh, that's his name. Okay. Yeah, his name is Strongman. <laughs> um, he's very large. He has quite a big chest, probably about 100 size of a, um, I don't know, some sort of blazer. He's <laughs> You're wearing... not a tailor. You don't I'm know I'm not a tailor. I don't know stuff, but he's very big. He's got a little white hair and some goggles. 
So let's talk a little bit about his power ratings. We have, of course, strong guy. His strength would be a six. And then we have his- Out of seven? Out of seven. His name is Strong Guy, and he's not even topping the charts on that? No. That's sad. There's someone stronger. (laughs) Oh, God. So his real name is Guido. Uh, His group (laughs) affiliation is X-Factor, and his first appearance is New Mutants Annual Number 1, 1984. Jeez Louise. So here's his little bio. Perhaps the most irreverent superhero in the world today, Strong Guy accepted membership in the government-sponsored mutant strike force X-Factor for the weekly paycheck he would draw. Okay. Wow. I mean, relatable. Yeah. Oh, I I mean. a job. Yeah. I just need a job. That. He now uses his ability to absorb and release kinetic energy to battle the enemies of the United States, while at the same time serving as the unofficial spokesman for mutant kind, whom he refers to as the genetically challenged. Okay. Wait, okay. So one, only for the United States, not even for the world. Also, that's a weird way to say mute. I don't know. Right? That, I don't know if I appreciate that. Nope. You ready for his quote? Oh, God, yes. A 90s guy like me says what he feels. Oh, why? That's from X Factor 72 in 1991. What possible situation could have been happening for a writer to write that? He's just a 90s guy who has to say what he feels. Is that a thing for 90s guys? Maybe he's in touch with his, like, emotions? He Not only is he strong, but he's emotional. Okay. I don't he know. feathered hair, too? Let me see this guy. No, he's got just a little tiny wisp of white hair. Oh, good God. Yeah, he's a maniac. No, I've seen this guy before, and I just, I guess I didn't realize... Kind of, if you've ever seen, like, I think Wolverine 2, maybe, or The Blob, essentially, and that's what he looks like, but it looks like he never did leg day. <laughs> totally. Yeah. This guy is wild. Yeah. Concentrated on that upper arm. I hate it. I hate much. it. We'll post. I know we've said we've po- we will post these, but I'll post. I will start posting. I'm sorry, guys. I've been slacking <laughs> on that. I'm just, there's so much to do. Yeah. It's cuckoo craziness. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So. Next week, episode eight, coming to an end. Cannot wait. Let's do it. Hey, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to A Bite Of, artwork and editing by our own Noah. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on Instagram at A Bite Of Pod and on Facebook at A Bite Of. If you have questions, recommendations, or just want to say hi, you can email us at abiteofpod at gmail.com. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate and review to spread the word. Hope you join us next time on A Bite Of. Bye.